Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today I'm back with the podcast where I delve into the lives of the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. So, I'm very happy today, I'm very happy this week, in fact, because the weather is getting a lot nicer here on the East Coast, and I don't know, I've just been a lot happier because of that, mostly. Well, not mostly, but that's a huge factor. Um, And yeah, I just actually came back from a really nice walk outside. I went out to get coffee, and then I walked around, I listened to a podcast, and I walked around my neighborhood for like an hour, just listening to a podcast and thinking and enjoying the weather, and it was really nice. And then I was on this road, this like big wide road that is near my house, and it kind of intertwines, not intertwines, it kind of, what's it called? Intersects? I don't know. Um, Intersects with train tracks, I think? Which, this is an unimportant detail, but, so I was on this road, and I stopped, and I was like, oh my gosh, the sun is, like, really hitting this one part of this road really nicely. So I walked into the sunlight, and then I stood in the sun, taking golden hour photos for, like, ten minutes. So I did that, and that made me feel confident and nice, so, yeah, because I... I don't know, I think that part of the walk made it feel really, like, starting to feel like spring, is I don't really do that in the winter, because the winter sun doesn't really give off that, like, really nice golden hour vibe, so I haven't really done any of that. Also, I also haven't gone on, like, a really nice walk in a long time, obviously, because winter and cold, gross weather, so that was really nice, to get out of my house and have actual nice weather and have to put on nothing more than, like, a sweater and still be comfortable. I walked around. I went in a few stores, too, because I've been wanting to get some, like, jewelry, rings, and stuff, but I didn't really find anything. That's kind of an unimportant detail, too, but, uh, yeah, it was just a really, really nice afternoon, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me very happy. Uh, before I left, actually, I recorded an intro for this episode, and then there, there wasn't much to the intro, I like didn't really have much else to say, and so it was pretty short. But then I went on my walk, and then I got back from my walk, and I was like, kind of want to re-record my intro, because I feel like now I have something to say about this beautiful walk I just went on. So here I am re-recording an intro that I already did, but... I'm glad I'm re-recording it because the other one was kind of bad anyway. So today I'm back with a very exciting episode. I did an interview this week with members Anna Lies and Ryan Kenter from The Vons. The Vons is an alternative indie band from New Jersey. Anna is the band's lead vocalist and guitarist and Ryan is their drummer. Over the years, they've released three different extended plays and one full-length album. Their most recent release is an EP titled Rom-Coms and Takeout which I can't stop listening to, by the way. It's great. I can't wait to talk with Anne and Ryan more about their music, especially their newest release. But before that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Okay, so I'm here with Anna Lies and Ryan Kenter from The Vons. Hi, welcome to the Hollywood Hero Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. We're super excited to be here. Um, tonight, I want to talk about how you all 
uh, got signed onto a record label in the fall, uh, The Meaning Behind Your Music, and of course your new EP, Rom-Coms and Takeout, that just recently came out. Uh, but before we get into any of that, uh, I want to know how you two met and how the band officially formed. All that I could gather before this was that you two met each other in a garage. Is there anything more to the story? Yeah, I mean, so the first time we met was actually on the football field. (laughs) Um, We both played like, you know, like rec sports when we were younger and Anna played football with the boys and kicked all the boys' asses. Um, But I don't think we met again until we were in high school um so there was was college was it college yeah because i think um i just remember getting invited to go jam at uh jam spot (laughs) i was like what the heck is this and um i walked in and it happened to be ryan's parents garage and it was just a bunch of people like jamming and playing music and um that was that was like the start of the bonds it was i think i like looked at him that night and was just like let's do it like we're doing it like let's make a band <laughs> yeah, she's like six years from now we'll do an interview yeah. about this story yeah. fun I love that so you were kind of childhood friends and then I we like grew up in the same pretty small town so it was like you know like you, you we're know, not, we weren't friends we weren't friends we didn't, <laughs> okay. I didn't know anything about him other than like I knew like the name and the face because like as you do in small towns and I think it was yeah. similar to him and then we weirdly had a lot of mutual friends, like really close mutual friends. And so when we met in college, we clicked very quickly. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, like you're friends with Jeff and I'm friends with Jeff. How have we not been friends? This makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you're both from New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So how did you come up with the band name, The Vons? How did that come to be? Um, It was... It was the night before our first ever show, so we had to come up with something. And um, Ryan actually quoted, like, um, there's, like, a band called Veruca Salt, which is, like, one of my old favorites. It's, like, an old Riot girl band. And um, then Ryan kind of came up with, like, Veronica Vaughn, which is this character from, um, like, a stupid Adam Sandler movie. And we were like, okay, maybe something like that. But then we just realized that Vaughn was this really cool, like, it was just a name that was in American pop culture a lot, from Vince Vaughn to, um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughn, Sarah Vaughn. There's a ba- baseball player from our school um, named Mo Vaughn who, like, went on to play professionally. And um, we were just like, oh, we could be just the Vaughns. And we liked that it was a family name at the time um, and just kind of rolled with that. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, so the Vaughns officially formed in 2014, and then you released your self-titled debut EP. Uh, then the next year in 2015, you released your second EP, Tom Foolery, um, which they're both very good. You know it better than we do. Wow. <laughs> way back. Wow, I'm yeah. impressed. Um, so here's my first question regarding both of the EPs. Um, was it intentional for Tom Foolery to have like a more spunky kind of sound than your first one? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be honest, um, the the music... The first two EPs were just the songs we were writing. I, I don't want to say that there was like a clear direction of, of why we were writing songs that sounded a certain way. It just kind of did. Yeah. Um, so if the second one sounds different from the first one. It's maybe because we got better or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think when we were younger and just starting out, we really just wanted to play live. And that was like 
the band's number one goal and we were just out there playing basements and bars and anyone who would let us play a live show so these songs we were just writing for the purpose of being able to play live and then a lot of our friends were like recording music and going in studios so then we were like oh we want to do that and it was very like trial and error and we got lucky and met some good producers like Tom Foolery's producer had been known for like that bigger punk rock sound and he has a very specific drum sound which I think is what makes Tom Foolery sound a lot spunkier and more like um I don't know we we did really big guitars on that too so but I think that's kind of what added I think it was largely producers on that one and just it was our first real time in like a real studio for sure too and you mentioned playing live shows. Where are some of the places that you played? Are you um, from the New Jersey area or like Philly? So not. Oh, nice. Nice. I love Philly. I used to live in Philly. Um, uh, the game changer for us was like um, Rutgers University has a really big basement scene of like these underground basement shows where friends will get together and throw just yeah just bands playing in basements and that was like before that we were playing like dive bars near our hometown and it was like only our parents would go and then we found the basements and we were like this is so cool here's like a hundred kids who are just paying five bucks just to watch their friends play music like this is the best thing in the world and um then we got into that so um they had really fun names like the banana stand and um bomb shelter bomb shelter and like really fun quirky names and it was just all weird quirky people making art and supporting each other yeah. i like that um i have another question about this is specifically about tomfoolery the cover art i really really like it's so fun it's a photo of the four of you jumping into a pool um did you name the ep after that like fun photo like tomfoolery does it have do they have anything to do with each other or is it just like completely unrelated or am i looking too much into it no i i mean i think it's awesome that you are yeah. um i feel like did we have the name first or the picture first i, I think we had the picture yeah, first. The picture first and then the name came second and it was i think as i was like that that ep was like a thing we made ourselves that cover and I think when I was looking at it it was just this word that popped out to me and at the time our bass player's name was Tom and I thought it was funny to call it Tom Foolery like named after him and we had this joke for a while that we would the next four releases would be like a play after on our names yeah, so it was just oh, a silly okay. joke but yeah but no I, I really I agree or I liked um I felt like the photo the energy of that EP and the name kind of all played on that like rambunctious youthful it actually matched the way it, it was matched. recorded yeah. and stuff it yeah makes sense yeah that i like that you named it after your bass player <laughs> kind of, <yeah. laughs> um so after tom was released you released five different singles that would later be on fomo your album and it seems like all the titles on that album have like this summery vibrant kind of vibe to them how do those titles relate if they do to the overall meaning of the album i gotta think what the singles were <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the singles i i, I can yeah th they were santa cruz baby save me coffee sunday 50 percent yeah and then we had like learning to surf was like the intro title on that so i think um i don't know that college or sorry that was written largely when we were i was like in college rounding up college and 
yeah, I don't know. I think it, I, I think we were getting really into surf rock as a group, like as that was a lot of what we were listening to and guitar wise, like drawing a lot of inspiration from that. And I think that um, it happened, the titles happened kind of accidentally. So um, I don't know if there was like a conscious thought there, but I think later on, like when we were naming the intro, learning to surf, we did want to play off of that a little bit. I don't have a great answer for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I do think a lot of these are me reading very deeply into things, so it's okay. <laughs> as, like, uh, from your perspective as a listener, like, what, was there a theme that you thought, like, yeah. Yeah, did you, did you, th- did you think there was, a, like, a, a, re- a connected message or theme or something? Did kind you take something? Of, I, I kind of got the vibe of, like, I forget what the word is like a oh like Bill Dung's Roman. Do you like like a like a story? It's it's Bill Dung's Roman. I learned it in in an English class. It's like the, oh, the story of like following a character's like growth through a yeah. story. I think that's what it wow. means. And so that's kind of the vibe that I got. Um, yeah. In like totally a super positive way. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think that is me really reading too deeply into it. Um, no. I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> no, but I, I love that and it's cool sometimes because sometimes like subconsciously we don't you don't even as a writer you're just writing like 10 songs and then you look back at it and you're like oh wow I was definitely thinking about that and going through that and I, I think that that record is very much like um, it just tells the story of a lot of the things I was feeling as I was in that stage of life and so I think that kind of does make sense and um, say the term one more time just so I, I can remember this I think it's Bill Dung's Roman. Bill, Bill Dong's Ramon. I'm going to yeah. have to Google this later. Gosh, yeah. I love English lessons. Miss those. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> since COVID and since kind of live shows have had to stop really happening, how did COVID actually impact the music making, like making music as a group? Um, I mean, obviously COVID's been really tough for everybody doing everything right now, but I guess the silver lining for us is that we had some more time to, to really experiment with our sounds and the instruments we were playing and how we went about writing songs. And I don't know, I, I think it just, because shows stopped, we, we had more time. For a long time, we were playing two or three shows a month. And every week, it was like every time we got together, it was like rehearsing for a set or working on transitions or doing this. But COVID basically, because it stopped the shows, it was like, all we have to do now is just make music together. And I don't know, it was, I guess it was kind of good for us in that way. Yeah, it made us think a lot more about production and elements of songwriting that we hadn't before, because previously, we were always just making music to be played live. So I think that was a big shift for us this year. Nice. So now you're kind of just making music to make it rather than to play for an audience yeah and and also making it for like a streaming platform as well and just thinking about like oh like you know and we still are mixing it up now which is really fun but it's like some songs are just meant to be loud guitar rock songs that are just going to be one that are really fun to play live but like there's a lot of songs that we can play a lot softer that I think would be suited better for the song and also like 
is the type of thing you want to have in your earbuds as you're like walking around the city or something. Yeah, I think I think a good way to think about it is um, previously when we were writing, it was okay. We have a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer, and a singer. Everybody has to have their part in every song that we did. And now it's like, okay, we're writing parts, but we might not even have somebody to do them. You know, yeah, it's like, and then we have to figure it out. It's like, okay, is one of us going to do it live? Is it going to be a backing track? Or are we going to hire another musician? But it's it's more about writing for the song and less about writing for us to be able to play it. It's yeah. We figured that part out afterwards versus before it was, you know, can't think of the word. Simultaneous. Yeah, that. <laughs> So next, I want to congratulate you both on one of your great victories as a band. Um, you were signed onto Equal Vision Records this past fall, and All Weekend was your first single released under the label. So starting with All Weekend, were there significant differences in the music-making process under the record label compared to when you were self-releasing music? The biggest change with having a label involved is that it moves so much faster because it's like, when you're a young band and you're just constantly trying to save up to be able to afford to go into a studio, it's a lot different when that label has the budget ready. So they're just waiting on you to have it done. <laughs> and they're like, when are you going to do this? And it's like, oh, shoot, I guess we really have to do this. But secondly for us was we did just right before um, the like deal was signed, we had a lineup change in the band. So it was a pretty like, completely new situation for us to begin with with writing so th those were the big changes was one we sped everything up and then two we had like less people to help so it was a yes yeah, so, big so, learning curve so for us it, i guess yeah there were like three points of it is like okay we have half the members how are we going to write songs for all the parts when we can only play two of them um so there was that. There was also like, we used to write music kind of with a formula. It's like how we've been doing it since we started is like, once you figure out how it goes, it's like every song you write afterwards, it's like you fall into the same structure. Um, so we had to figure out how to do that for the first time, just the two of us. Um, so there was that, there was the exper experimentation just with new sounds and new instruments. And the beginning of all weekend, there's like an electronic drum part. Um, and that was like a new instrument. I have like a, I bought like a new electronic drum pad that you can program sounds on. Um, and then as you can hear, there's like synthesizers, which there really wasn't any of that on FOMO. Yeah. So just sounds and personnel and time, I guess. Oh, and label. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that thing. That one. <laughs> I also just want to add that the music video for All Weekend kind of gives me even more of those like really cool, fun and exciting vibes that I got from the Tom Foolery cover. Um, oh, I cool. absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna say it. Am I gonna say it? <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I please no finish, finish your thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then we'll... um, I was gonna say that I absolutely love the idea of the pool party. Um, I feel like even if the cameras weren't rolling, that it would be like something that you guys are doing, like like the, like that's a typical weekend. Yeah. Well, so the the funny thing that we we're giggling about is that um, both that Tom Foolery cover and the All Weekend video were filmed at the same location. So like it was also at Ryan's parents' backyard, which is funny because it's where that garage where we first met was so that location has this is like this oh. hub for us that we keep coming back to and um 
yeah it's it's funny I don't think the pool was like working before the all weekend shoot and it was like this whole like it was like out of commission and like the water was kind of green and like it was this whole thing whether we were going to be able to pull it off but um but so that's it's just funny that you picked up on and, that, and on, vibes. To, on top of that the santa cruz music video was also filmed yeah. in my parents house and then on top of that <laughs> we we had a we had a joke with the all weekend video that we should have a scene where we like hold hands and jump in the pool like the tom foolery cover but decided not to do it oh yeah, why <laughs> i don't know i don't know it felt a little too on the money i guess <laughs> I love that. I love that your your parents' backyard is like a constant reoccurring thing. Um, So staying on the topic of music videos, right? uh, I think this past New Year, you released the music video for Reina, which is now on your most recent EP, Rom-Coms and Takeout. Personally, from this music video and the song, I got a much more serious vibe than your other songs. And some of that has to do with the black and white music video. And then some of that also has to do with lyrics can you explain the meaning behind the words in that song yeah um it's a little embarrassing but um (laughs) it's totally just like a total love song um I was just like falling in love with someone very special and it was like one of those instances where she's like right over there (laughs) 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 she's like we're like making eye contact I was giving her the eyebrows (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, we, I was totally falling in love and I think it, it was after a point in my life where like, I had kind of totally given up on love. So I think in the song, there's just this, you know, the chorus is kind of like, it plainly states like, you know, I think I'm falling in love, but I think in the verses, it's me recognizing that in myself, but also like wrestling with it because I wasn't quite maybe ready for that or, or it was, I don't know, it was catching me off guard, I guess which I think is where that like element of seriousness and like vulnerability comes from. But yeah, it's a really special song for me. It's very personal and definitely like one of the most personal things we've ever put out there. And so it's named after um, my partner, Reina. So it's, it is what it is. <laughs> well, I do have to say, I think the song is really beautiful. It's actually, I, it's been stuck in my head over the past few days and I love it. Um, nice. So I did just want to say that. <laughs> Let you know that. Yeah, and also I did want to say congratulations on releasing the EP, of course, to both of you. And uh, I think that was it. I think I want to close it out there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, because I forgot what else I wanted to say. Um, So, yeah, congratulations on releasing the EP. Um, I'm so excited to keep following the Vons and see what you guys release in the future. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Anything yeah. else you want to say? Yeah, I just want to give you props. That was a really, really well done interview. And like, we both appreciate you doing all the homework and knowing our discography yeah. better than us. And <laughs> it's always really nice when people like actually prepare. So we appreciate your effort and thoughtfulness. And um, also, just thank you for having us. And um, hopefully, we'll be able to play Philly sometime this year. And Play a show. Yeah, yeah just thank you. So play a show. For yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, oh, I do want to point out. I think maybe this is what I forgot. Uh, that uh, I did watch the uh, virtual release last night. It was great. Oh, awesome. Um, so that was really nice. 
If you want to stay updated with the Vons, uh, follow them on Instagram at the Vons NJ, and definitely listen to their new EP, Rom Coms and Takeout. And on that note, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And again, thank you to Anna and Ryan for joining me today. For more updates on the podcast, follow me on Instagram. I'm Holly Weekly Pod. And that's all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.